so Sam and I hung out in person for the first time in like six months. Yep. (laughs) And it took only about half an hour until we started talking about Twilight. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Why? Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am Sophie, and I am the host that's the most excited to be almost done Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) I have a randomly generated YA title, and it is A Recipe of Light and Exoskeletons. Ooh. Ooh. Glow in the dark skeletons. Glow in the dark exoskeletons. Yeah. This is like a necromancer spell. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I assume. Is it the dinoflagellates in like more equatorial latitudes that if you disturb the water at night, they all start glowing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Do dinoflagellates have an exoskeleton? They must. They're plankton, Aren't... right? Are they plankton? Dine... No. Okay. Algae. Flagulates. What? Yeah, Are they? Yeah, they're algae. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I swear they were single-celled. They are single-celled eukaryotes. Yeah. I'm just gonna go throw my oceanography degree off a bridge. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. All this will be cut out. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to remember in the ocean, and it's like, to say marine biologist or oceanographer is just, it's very broad. So anyway, who are you guys? Oh, on that note, my name is Sam, and my title of today is The Life of Stars and Tiny Sharks. Oh my god, Tiny Sharks! Tiny Sharks! Tiny Sharks! I know. With stars. Wow. I just think of cookie cutter sharks, because they like come up at night to like... Oh, take yeah. chunks out of things at night. So <laughs> the life of stars and tiny sharks, Ooh. they come out when the stars are out and then they take chunks out of fish or sometimes human legs. I they wanted... chomp constellations out of whales. Chomp, yeah. chomp. <laughs> I wanted I wanted space sharks. Oh, yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> space sharks. Anyway, I am Hannah and my randomly generated YA title for today is A Day of Gluttony and Magic. Which... Oh, which is basically what happens when I don't have anything to do on the weekend, so I spend the day stuffing my face and reading fantasy novels. I love <laughs> that. That's my favorite kind of weekend. I kind of did that today. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I did that yesterday. I read almost a whole book yesterday. Yeah, you read that fast. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got at the end. At the end. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Ooh. We want to hear what Hannah read. Mm, stay tuned stay tuned to the end of the episode (laughs) yep i think your book is just explicitly the third book in the keys of the kingdom series by garth nix around wednesday each book is the big bad is one of the seven deadly sins oh and wednesday was gluttony Uh, (laughs) and there's magic (laughs) so instead of all those other things we have very little of twilight and midnight sun left to discuss but we still have to so (laughs) let's get into what we read this week we actually had to read so much oh my god God. it was so upsetting we just kept reading midnight sun chapters (laughs) and being like this one doesn't line up with the twilight one still (laughs) still yeah so we had one twilight chapter and three midnight sun chapters which as we all know, we've had to do once before, and we all hate it. So that <laughs> happened again. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what happened to Twilight, Sam? I shall do that, unfortunately. So compared to the Midnight Sun extravagant three chapters, the Twilight chapter really didn't feel like much in contrast. In short, <laughs> Bella wakes up three days after sedation, and Edward is there to give her a rundown of everything that happened. Renee also comes in as well to offer Bella a chance to live in Florida, which Bella declines because young, foolish love. To finish it all off, Bella finally asks Edward why he didn't just let her become a vamp. Things get taco, and then Edward forces <laughs> pain meds into Bella via a nurse. So yeah... Yeah, I mean, God forbid Edward just go quietly into the epilogue. (laughs) He's 
three chapters we had to read. It's the worst. The first of these three chapters, called Chores, encompasses the time while the vamp fam are taking Bella to the hospital, though most of the chapter is an extended vision of Alice's that explains how she's going to stage Bella's fake accident at the hotel, which honestly is a pretty unique way to share that information, so I'm on board. The second chapter was called Three Conversations, which I think are between Carlisle and Charlie, one with Edward, Renee, and Bella's nurse, and I think one with Edward and Alice, although honestly, I'm not really sure or if those were the eponymous three conversations or not. Regardless, most of the chapter is Edward watching James's snuff film, which we've already talked about in a previous episode, so hopefully we don't have to spend too much time on that. And finally, the last proper chapter of Midnight Sun, called Inevitability, and it's Edward's point of view of the hospital conversation he has with Bella after she wakes up, which does, of course, make it worse. <laughs> so much worse. I need, to, I need to catch my breath after all that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so where do we even start with this? Edward yeah. needs therapy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like what we discussed in the early chapters because edward Mm -hmm. just like goes right back into being like i'm the worst thing that ever happened to bella she just Mm -hmm. needs to be away from me and then everything will be fine and just (sighs) like oh it it just pained me reading it from his perspective because like when you're reading it from bella's perspective in twilight because we know what happens in new moon we kind of know that like he's just BSing her like because we know Mm -hmm. he's gonna leave and that's in his thought but just like reading it from his point of view where he's just blatantly lying to her and like just to like I don't even know and just making decisions for her and like thinking he knows what's best for her and just saying like I'm not gonna leave you da 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 this girl's poor girl is like on her deathbed having a panic attack and you're just full on lying to her because you think that you're the worst thing for her Yeah, it's the constant, or I guess the return to the absolute dismissal of Bella's agency again. Yeah. Is it supposed to be, like, titillating that he doesn't listen to her and, like, doesn't respect her ability to make her own choices? Like, I don't really understand why we're supposed to see Edward as a sympathetic character. I don't understand When he does this thing. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, he's, you know, sacrificing his own happiness for her safety. And it's like, again, it's like, it's on him and I guess Carlisle, like, I don't know, on every person in his life who hasn't taught him to, like, properly communicate. Yeah. (laughs) Because what should be happening is they should be sitting down for a conversation. Mm Yeah. Yeah communication is key (laughs) yep yep and he's just being like no i won't communicate any of my feelings i will just bear them in silence (sighs) and lie to the girl that i supposedly love yeah you'd think in a family where one of them can see the future one of them can read thoughts and one of them can read and manipulate emotions Mm -hmm. They would all be, like, very well adjusted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, Alice would see Edward, like, you know, about to go on a suicidal rampage or whatever. And she'd be like, wow, we should talk about this. Or, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Jasper would be like, gosh, you're miserable. We should talk about this. I think, like, they all just have so many of their own issues that they need to go to therapy for. Yeah. Like, None of them are healthy enough mentally to be able to do that for each other because I think they all have so many issues that they haven't been able to resolve themselves. So, like, mm-hmm. I, you're right, though. You would think someone who is an empath, someone who can see the future, and someone who could read minds, you think... <laughs> right? You they would think- be like, I see the danger signs Yeah, <laughs> in my family that I love very much. Yeah. <laughs> I did a uh, an emotional intelligence workshop recently mm-hmm. um, where we had to do like a pre-workshop quiz to like see how our emotional intelligence is already. Mm-hmm. And I scored like below 25% <laughs> and was kind of embarrassed. Oof. 
But on the plus side, I am positive I would still score higher than Edward Cullen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you would. <laughs> like that guy just has no idea yep. what to do with his own emotions or anyone else's. I guess like an interesting way to think about it would be with our biologized theory mm-hmm. behind <laughs> vampires. Like if the parasite is pushing them to be solo hunters Mm. but they're like what remains of their human side is obviously a very social animal yeah and Mm -hmm. so they're like trying to be these social creatures but the parasite is like twisting it so that in certain ways they like don't want to be involved with each other like open up Mm. or anything like that yeah that is definitely a thing with a lot of social animals is it's about even in your own social group, being the strongest and hiding the ways in which you're weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that could be something. But also, like, humans are highly social creatures. Like, we have the same things. And I feel like several of us, at least, are smart enough to know when our instincts to, like, compete with each other or act upon like non-altruistic behaviors like we are able to decide when we're going to do that or not yeah yeah and i feel like these are very superior vampires yeah. <laughs> should also have the same ability to right confront yeah. their instincts and decide whether they're going to act on them or not yeah well also if we're going with the fact that they have enhanced brains like that their brains are literally able to like think faster do things faster da, 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 like shouldn't their mm-hmm. brains be able to process emotions and mental healing faster as well maybe there's too much brain space dedicated to their physical maybe. enhancements yeah and it comes at the cost of stunting their like emotional intelligence oh, yeah maybe yeah i'd buy that yeah that could be something yeah yeah it's where they, they actually got rid of those parts of their brain so that they could fit their giant eyeballs. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, this makes sense. The emotional intelligence had to be sacrificed for the eyes. <laughs> for the eyeballs. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. that makes sense. Yep. One thing that I really wanted to see in the Midnight Sun chapters is Alice watching the video and finding out where she comes from. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that Bella alludes to in the Twilight chapter. She asks, like, did Alice watch the video? Does she understand? Yeah. And Edward says yes. I was like, ah, sick. Like, Midnight Sun gonna show us what we want. I don't know why. (laughs) After all this time, I had faith that Midnight Sun was going to give me the one scene that I actually wanted. Nope. But it didn't. It's literally just... Edward Edward watches the the film and like sees the scene and finds out where Alice came from and just makes some like throwaway comment about how like Alice had a vision of herself watching this video and would probably need some time to process it and that's it that's all we get yeah especially because like we had so many again we had so much of Edward just like running through the same track of like i'm the worst i need to get away from bella it's terrible it's like you couldn't like edward you can't take like five minutes to be like (laughs) hey alice is probably going through some shit maybe i should go make sure she's okay Mm -hmm. why would edward do that he's actively angry with her because she told bella how a vampire is made and he makes a comment about how Alice must have seen that Edward is angry with her, and that's why she's not around right now, because if she was, Edward would bite her head off, and I'm like, oh, your your sister provided the communication that you refused to to your girlfriend, and also yeah. found out potentially traumatizing information about like her past that she had no idea about before, and your thought is, <laughs> I'm going to fight her because she told my girlfriend how a vampire gets made? Priorities, my dude. That happens, like, after yeah yeah so like he finds that out after so he there's a point where he says something like oh alice thinks i'm like he's mad because bella got away and he essentially says like he thinks to himself like oh i'm not mad about that or something like that and then but he still is just avoiding alice and then he watches this video and then i'm pretty sure there's a point where He's like, Alice and I worked together to make sure that Renee was gone 
when oh, yeah. Bella wakes up. And yeah. so it's like you're literally like talking to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're true. just not don't want to be like, oh, I'll just wait till she brings it up. I'm gonna wait till she does the emotional labor. Such mm-hmm. such a man. Like yep. He literally doesn't even need to ask. He can just look into her head yeah. and see how she feels about it. Yeah. He yeah. just refuses to do that, I guess. <sighs> or decided that it wasn't interesting enough that we would get to read about it in Midnight Sun, but we did get to read about in detail Edward watching the video, which adds absolutely nothing to nothing. the content of the video that like we already saw in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Except like paragraphs and paragraphs of Edward being an absolute uh, Yeah. <laughs> It's just that thing where someone, no matter what grade of, you can't like obviously measure like pain against pain, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. Edward being convinced that like his situation needs to take all of his attention all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the, what I get out of these chapters. It's like, Edward's like, I can't even think about what Alice is thinking right now because me and Bella, we can't be together because I'm the worst. And it's like, okay, Bella's like not dying. (laughs) Yes, this is a difficult time, but maybe you should also take a minute to check in with your family. (laughs) Seriously. Yep. Who just like sacrificed so much for you. Like, yeah, they literally stole cars Created havoc on the highways, burnt down a dance studio, committed fraud or whatever Alice did, like, doing all this stuff. And, like, you just don't, like, there's zero empathy. He has zero empathy. It's Edward and nothing. Like, it's just pure narcissism. Yeah, he mentions in this chapter that the accident they caused in the previous chapter when they were, like, racing to get to Bella's place Mm -hmm. caused a 27-car pile-up on the highway. Like, that's not just, like, a small feat. And you cannot (laughs) tell me that. No, that's a big deal. And, like, I'm, like, yeah, nobody died. I'm sure there is at least one person in that 27-car pile-up that has a life-altering injury and, like, will no longer be able to walk or, like, will have something wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. I just... The probability is against you, Cullens. Yeah. Like, you (laughs) fucked up. I usually, like, I love reading stories where it's something along the lines of, like, I'm going to burn down the world for the person I care about. Yeah. But part of the reason I like it is the acknowledgement that I am doing this for selfish reasons. Yeah. Like, I don't care about anything else. I am aware that this is just for me and I don't care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 27 people don't matter to me. Bella does. Yeah. But Edward doesn't really even have any of that no insight it's like those people just don't even exist he tries he tries to do the opposite where his he tries to like justify his actions that like oh it's fine because nobody died oh it's fine because this like it's fine because this whereas like you said in those other situations it's like yeah i literally don't care i love this person like who the are 27 people whereas edward is like no everything i'm doing is fine it's fine it's fine it's fine i'm fine yeah, and like the way that it's that he tries to frame it as like, yeah, he like, you know, caused this crazy car pile up, whatever, to get to Bella because oh, he loves her so much and whatever. But then immediately like before he even watches the video, mm-hmm. like he arrives basically at Bella and is like, I need to leave her. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. is no good. And so it just it's just so like and then I mean, we we all know that I mean, we all know I think in New Moon, <laughs> what happens yes. is he like leaves, right? And then comes back only when it seems like Bella might have died or could be about to die. And the fact that he's just like dipping in just to like intervene only when it would cause him pain. Yeah. Not mm. when it would cause Bella pain. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's quite what happens i thought it was i think it's alice comes back and edward goes to commit suicide when they think that something's wrong right but but doesn't alice come back because she thinks bella died yes yeah Yeah. and i i thought the implication was that like edward wanted alice to come check no i think i think the i think it was what hannah said i think alice comes back and edward goes to the volturi because 
they all think she's dead because Alice couldn't see her getting rescued because she can't see the wolves in her mm-hmm. vision. So then oh. Alice comes back, I guess, to check and then finds Bella. I think that's the thing. I think that's what happens. Something like, yeah. yeah. I guess we'll find out when we read New Moon. <laughs> never. No, never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just hate Edward so much. So much. There was like a point three quarters of the way through the book where I was like, he's getting better. Yeah. yeah. And then now he's terrible again. And it's 100% because she has to set up what happens in New Moon. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, oh, man, I just, uh, I wish Bella was a vampire. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious if there are people who read Midnight Sun and are still on board with Edward? I think there are. Probably. As we saw from the TikTok video. <laughs> that went, not really went viral. It got like 4,000 views or something. But if you go look at the comments of that video. Oh, there are. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. mad at us. There's still, there are a lot of people oh mad at me. They thought there was something wrong with me. Her no longer being Team Edward at 28. Yep, that's a good point. Listen, I just read those comments assuming everybody who left them was 14 or younger, but True. maybe that was generous of me. I think that was yeah. generous of you, yes. <laughs> um, did you go into the comments to tell them that there's two new teams now and it's Team Wet Edward and Team Dry Edward? <laughs> I have not done that yet, no. Uh keep an eye on our social medias i'm going to be campaigning hard for team dry (laughs) (laughs) team dry i want to talk about something that i enjoyed just like a small moment yeah in the second of the three midnight sun chapters when carlisle calls charlie from the hospital to like tell him what happened or what they have set up um to have happened to bella Mm -hmm. and it's just like a kind of wholesome conversation between two dads about their teenagers. Yeah. And I'm almost 30, so for some reason that, like, <laughs> really appeals to me now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, it was really nice seeing them be like, ah, our kids, eh? Like, what are we going to do with them? <laughs> seeing, I think it was the adult perspective I appreciated now that I'm thinking yeah. more in depth about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. Although, like, about Carlisle in that section, there's something about how Dr. Satarangani is talking about Carlisle to his coworkers, and then also <laughs> is like, gosh, I think Carlisle has gotten a lot of plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he still looks so young. <laughs> I just want to note that, like, Carlisle is 23. He's 23. So young. In the movie, I checked this. The actor who plays him is 35. Yeah. And, like, a 23-year-old t- looks 23. Like, Carlisle uh-huh. would have to get plastic surgery to look older. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way that he's walking around in the hospital and people don't just assume he's, like, a resident or yeah. mm-hmm. a nurse. <laughs> well, and usually in, like, young 20-year-old guys, the thing that ages them up is facial hair. And I don't think Carlisle has any facial hair. Like, he no. would just be, like... A baby. A baby. He's got a baby face. He's got baby face. Like your face thins out as you get older and like Yeah. You got lines on it. (laughs) Yeah. Carlisle got none of those. Nope. (laughs) None. I'm imagining wait, do you think since only a vampire can like get all up in another vampire's stuff? Uh, do you think he had Edward like do plastic surgery on him to make him look older? <laughs> Just like cutting wrinkles into his face yeah. with his fingernail. <laughs> yeah. Would that even hold in their skin? I doubt it. I mean, if it just healed over. But see, this is what I'm still confused about is like, can can they heal? Like, because by principle, they can't be pen. Traded. <laughs> Sorry. I hate that. Um, <laughs> the skin can't be like penetrated or like they injured. can be ripped apart though. Yeah. But they can be ripped apart. But how does that how does it knit back together? Like how would it heal? Did we have we gotten into this? I don't think we have. I think Hannah mentioned I posited it in one of yeah. our previous episodes that they use venom to right, stick okay. each other back together, but I don't remember where I got that idea. Because I guess what I'm used to is um, 
in most other like vampire things, if you like cut a vampire, it like heals right away, or it's like you try to do something to them and it heals right away. Like there's no way to actually alter them because it heals so quickly. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think you could do that with the Twilight vampires. Vampires. Wow. <laughs> vampires. Vampires. Twilight vampires. <laughs> Twilight vampires. Because even just like if if you cut them, let's say if you got a scalpel. They wouldn't bleed. Wouldn't it just be venom coming out of them? I assume it would be like you push the two edges together and then it's as though nothing ever happened, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would assume. Yeah, okay. So what if we go in the opposite direction and Carlisle has just gotten really good at age makeup and that's what he does every day before work? Well, but their skin isn't porous. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, but you you can draw on a rock. Like maybe right. he has chalk that or something. <laughs> so, so, wait, so Edward? I mean, so Carlisle goes out in like sunshine and everything except his face glitters because he's got like a thick layer of foundation on. <laughs> That's not. Why don't they just do that over their whole yes. body? <laughs> yeah. Why don't they just wear skin makeup? Okay, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> because okay, hold on. Technically, I think through like most sunscreens and (laughs) makeup and stuff you can still like get sunlight through yeah so Mm -hmm. i imagine there'd still be some glitter so instead they have to use that like zinc sunscreen and that's why they're so pale oh yeah (laughs) because the zinc sunscreen works by like actually reflecting the sunlight like a physical barrier is that why they glitter (laughs) (laughs) no i was gonna say that's how they could stop glitter just cover their whole body in zinc sunscreen (laughs) Okay, (laughs) but imagine wearing, like, foundation as a vampire, and it's just, like, a light glitter that comes through. Like, you've just got a natural highlighter. Like, yeah, Yeah, that, like, luminous, dewy skin is super in right now. Yeah, like, that would actually look so good. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason that we all should become vampires. Hell yes. Man, again, I am almost 30. I have more acne now than I did when I was a teenager if being a vampire would give me good skin. Yeah. Like in a heartbeat. Yeah. Bite me. Yeah. Like I feel right that. now. I feel <laughs> yeah. I also have gray hair. Uh gray hair and acne is a combination that I never ever wanted. And uh, yet here we that are. That shouldn't be this legal. It shouldn't be allowed. I it think it seems yeah. like it's illegal. I think that's one of the biggest lies adults ever told us was that acne would stop after puberty, like after you're a teenager, I was just, yeah. like, I had the worst acne in my mid twenties than I ever did as a 16, 17 year old. Yeah. yeah, me too. So, okay. I need to close this window where I had the twilight on Carlisle open now that we're done talking about him. Cause it's just, you know, the twilight movie wiki where it just has half of Bella's face and half of <laughs> oh, face yeah. either edge of the window. And they're both just staring at me and I, <laughs> I must leave it. We're done talking about Carlisle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have the uh, movie poster cover of the Twilight book, and I have to turn it over when we're recording um, (laughs) because I don't like the way they look at me. me. (laughs) Hannah mentioned this, but the chapter where Alice runs through Mm -hmm. what she's going to do to like cover up Bella's horrible injuries. Mm is really cool Mm -hmm. like it essentially goes alice runs through the beginning of the plan hits us like something going wrong rewinds starts again and like she changes one thing each time like oh she takes jasper's watch so that she can tell the woman at the desk that her clock is late kind of thing right Mm -hmm. it it was just really cool because you're getting the real time like edward in the car will like stop paying attention to think about oh i'm you know, bracing Bella. And then now where was Alice in the middle of her plan? Yeah. Okay. But on the watch front. Okay. Did either of you just think it was absolutely ridiculous that Edward thought that he had enough knowledge in fashion to say what could or could not be a fashion trend with respect to that watch (laughs) hanging off Alice's wrist? I don't think I even noticed that. I didn't pick up on that, but I remember that. Yeah, I picked up on it immediately. Uh... And I was like, the guy who wears a sleeveless (laughs) collared shirt thinks that he knows what can be a fashion trend or not like i 
I had to put the book down. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I read that more as him talking about how people react to Alice and that it's like a she's doing something weird, but because it's Alice, people would believe that it's trendy. Fair. But I might have misread that. No, I yeah. mean like that also makes sense. I was just like yeah. Of course Edward would think he knows enough about fashion to know what would be a trend <laughs> or not. Like Oh my god. What? Uh, it's the uh, the straight white man thing, right? He thinks he knows. That's exactly what I was going everything. with. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, of course Edward, of course. Yeah. It was a really cool way to tell that part of the story, although I do kind of wish going back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier that that was how they covered Edward watching James's video mm-hmm. was like from the perspective of Alice reacting to it and mm-hmm. him watching her. I feel like that would have been more interesting than yeah. doing this like CSI staging. But at the same time, it was a really cool way to set that scene. And I'm glad that it happened once in this book. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cause these are the parts like it's again, the parts where we see how, the vampires with these powers like use them in ways that make it evident that they've had so many years to come up with like effective mm-hmm. ways to use their powers are the best parts of midnight sun oh yeah <laughs> it's so cool yeah like it's so good and i wish the whole book was this same yeah i was just thinking it would have been i know this isn't what midnight sun is but it almost would have been better to me, if Midnight Sun, instead of being a direct retelling of Twilight, was more of like a companion book. Yeah. So it was just like filling in those scenes. Yeah. Rather than all of the rehashing of things that happened in Twilight, like nearly verbatim. In these three yeah. Midnight Sun chapters, there are like two full scenes. Well, one scene and one full chapter. Yeah. That are just the exact same thing that happened in Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Which is way less interesting. Then these additional scenes of Alice staging the crime scene or the ridiculousness on the highway from the last chapter. Yeah. It feels like um, Stephanie Meyer just wanted to include like all the best parts of other genres mm-hmm. because there's like the high speed car chase. And then this scene feels like, you know, in, like a heist movie where they're like talking mm-hmm. about how the heist is going to go, but it's overlaid over them actually doing the heist. Yeah. Yeah. And then like something goes wrong and they're like, but wait, we planned for this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then it jumps back to them talking about it. That's what this is. I love and that. That's why it's so good. Yeah. I love those yeah. scenes. Yep. It made me just think of Six of Crows. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Also what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want a good heist book, you can read Six of Crows or you can read The Lies of Locke Lamore and it will be way better than Midnight Sun. Yeah. The one thing that I also appreciated about this part is, well, okay, first of all, I have an issue. Okay. With... Just one? <laughs> just one. Well, I have some issues. Multiple. <laughs> one of them is that did the, they can taste what blood type people have? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I was wondering if they could, but oh, no, they they know her. The... Yeah, they know her blood type because she was in the hospital after the van. So they yeah. they oh. they took her blood then. Yeah, I opened that part of the the part of the book right now just to like reference what I'm talking about. I must have missed this part because i was like so some good had come from bella's accident and i thought they meant right now and i was like oh. they all they could taste what her blood was i my first read through i thought the same thing i was like wait what and then i was like oh what? wait no they would have taken blood at the hospital and like my brain logic did but at my first gut reaction was like what what <laughs> okay that makes way more sense I don't, again, I don't understand, like, the nitty-gritty of physiology. Yeah. yeah. I tried to look into blood type. Oh. I have looked at it before and been like, mm, this is confusing. Yeah. And then I looked at it this mm-hmm. time and I was like, mm, this is confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are the, the four main blood types and then positive and negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I appreciated about this is that I would have expected Stephanie Meyer to give Bella the rarest blood type. Yeah. Just to be like, she's special. <laughs> but but they gave her the most common. Yeah, but isn't it O negative? Which is like the most wafy <laughs> blood type you can have. 
No, it's O positive, which oh. is the most the most common blood type, and it's the universal donor. Yeah. O negative is the universal donor. Yeah, because the positive refers to the, I don't know how to pronounce the word, like the RH factor, and you either have it or you don't. Yeah. And if you do have it, then you can accept blood that doesn't because your cells don't care if that marker is there or not. Yeah. But if you do not have the RH marker and you get blood with it, then your body is like, this is something that's not supposed to be in us. And then you have an immune response. Yeah. So like O negative is the one that like can only take O negative, but it can be given to everyone. But then it's, I think AB positive is the one Mm -hmm. that can take any, but not be given to anyone except someone who has AB negative. Yeah. Universal donor and universal acceptor. Yeah. So I was expecting them to give her like O negative to be like, oh, she's so special. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, interesting that they gave her o positive which is like kind of not special at all <laughs> it's so average so average it's so average she's just yeah. so plain and ordinary yeah because <laughs> i thought i thought it was gonna be like an explanation as to why bella smelled so good yeah oh that she would had, be like, like oh she's o negative and then i was like oh it has no. nothing to do with her blood type no yeah. i don't which think is so. weird Okay, but on the, like, blood and medical things or whatever, like, uh-huh. the one thing I just couldn't get over is the heart monitor when yeah, oh when Edward and her <laughs> yeah. are, like, kissing and stuff. And at one point, like, I can understand, yeah, like, the spikes in it, like, getting excited from a kiss. But literally at one point, Bella's heart literally, like, stops. Because uh-huh. he does mm-hmm. something and the heart monitor, like, actually goes, like, blank. Like, her heart literally stops. And I'm like... Is that actually possible? (laughs) Like, I have a a physician in my family who specializes in like, oh yay, cardiac, (laughs) yeah, issues. Yay! Okay, good. I'm so happy you have an answer to this. (laughs) Yeah. So I texted him asking, "Does it make sense for someone's heart to literally stop beating because of a strong emotional response?" Uh huh. And he says. No. <laughs> Thank you. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. It was you some people can like train and get some control over their heart rate. Mm-hmm. So you can get it to slow down. You cannot stop your heart. Like you can't stop your heart the same way you can hold your breath. And I said to confirm, so saying your heart stopped because you kissed your boyfriend is supposed to be a metaphor. The response was, yes, if anything, it was speed up. Oh, thank yes! Yeah, I was like, oh, it did that first. It sped up, and then it stopped altogether. And his response was, poison, don't date a black widow. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, aha, or a vampire. But yeah. Or a vampire. (laughs) According to a highly educated, actual literal doctor, this is not a thing. (laughs) Oh, I feel so validated right now, because I was just like, I read that, and I was like, no. There's no way. I had to take a pause i was like that's that's fake <laughs> that's fake amazing because i looked it up also and i couldn't find that exact answer but what i did find is that like i looked up heart palpitations which mm-hmm. are when it feels like your heart skips a beat like everyone uh-huh. kind of has them every once in a while where you're like it feels like your heart every is fluttering day. <laughs> i guess i have yeah. them every day <laughs> so your heart is fluttering or like it skips a beat or something yeah and what i found out is that it feels like your heart skips a beat but what happens is that your heart actually beats faster like in Mm -hmm. quick succession two beats and so it doesn't skip a beat it actually beats like three times instead of two Mm -hmm. so bella might have felt like her heart stopped Mm -hmm. but the monitor should have recorded like a very quick succession of beats yeah (laughs) yeah it is possible to have like an irregular heartbeat Mm -hmm. usually that's the kind of thing that you know about and are even if not necessarily like in treatment if it's a fairly minor one something that like you are aware of and are supposed to take lifestyle Mm -hmm. um changes to mitigate or you have fibrillation which is your heart just doing the absolute wrong thing altogether and that's what a defibrillator is for yep (laughs) Yep. so neither of these situations seem to apply to bella uh macking on her vampire boyfriend in a hospital with a heart monitor (laughs) her rn should have run in and been like we need to get you like a chest x-ray seriously (laughs) we need to check if you have a heart murmur or arrhythmia (laughs) yep 
I feel just so validated, though. I'm glad I'm not the only one that was just like, <laughs> excuse me, what? Yeah. Anyone else <sighs> really annoyed also with Renee? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, I feel so bad for Bella. Yep. Yeah. Because Renee is like a terrible mom. Yep. <laughs> Once again, Midnight Sun just makes me like her less. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just being able to get in her head is like, ooh. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is we learned that Renee also has an interesting thought pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost like somewhere in between Edward and Jasper, it kind of seems like. Yeah. Almost like that she can project her thoughts, even as a human, in a way that make people, like, notice her and want to help her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what Edward implies. Yeah. I was a little bit surprised when yeah. that showed up. According to him, her mental voice is, like, screaming. Yeah. And he spends a little bit of time thinking about what her powers would be if someone turned her into a vampire. I was a little uh, (laughs) confused, I guess, by the fact that Edward comes across this woman with an extremely loud mental voice, and his thought is, oh, if she were turned into a vampire, everyone would be able to hear her thoughts. I was like, (laughs) what? Oh my god! (laughs) Where's the logic in that leap? Like, I I do not see the connection between A and B. I would have thought, like, maybe she would have been able to, like, project her thoughts, yeah. But just like everyone would be able to hear her thoughts if she was a vampire. So matter of fact. Like, okay. I feel like that would be more refined. I feel like it would be more like she could talk to people in their minds, like Galadriel, yeah. Lord of the Rings style. Well, yeah. isn't that what Renesmee does? She has something like Some- that. She does. Oh. I honestly, I don't remember, but I think you're right. It has, I don't know the yeah. exact power, but I think you're right. It has something to do. I remember when she like touches people. Yeah, she, she can like something. touch people and tell them her thoughts. Yeah, I think that's I think you're right. That's probably why Edward assumed Renee could do this other thing because <laughs> he's like, well, well, Stephanie Meyer was like, well, I can't give her the same thing as Renesmee. Yeah, <laughs> yes. true. But that, that would be interesting because cool then it would be like a hereditary vampire power. Yeah, like that's cool. Yeah. But then our but but then this all goes to question because Charlie has super quiet thoughts. Renee uh-huh. has these like overpowering things. So then Bella having these like minute no thought is the dominant trait. I was a, a little confused how quiet thoughts plus very loud thoughts equals no thoughts. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that it was like. The implication is that Renee can almost, like, control other people through her thoughts, right? Like, she has, like, magical charisma, almost. Yeah. Magical charisma. (laughs) But, like, if the concept then is, like, control plus Charlie's thing, Mm -hmm. then it's, like, Bella, instead of projecting her thoughts, controls them in a way that contains them entirely. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Right? That's because her yeah. her vampire power is like a barrier. Yeah, it's like a mental yeah. shield. Yeah. But it's like a mental shield from all mental powers. Like she was able to block from Jane's, which Jane is able to like inflict thoughts of torment and pain to people. And Bella's power could protect that if I'm remembering correctly. That's also what I remember. Yeah interesting so it wasn't just like protection from mind reading it was protection from all of it anything getting into her head yeah yeah which then jasper i that's work on her i know that's that was my thought too (laughs) yeah i think didn't we talk about this yeah that maybe jasper just controls like your pituitary gland yeah that's what it was Uh like it was like the actual (laughs) like hormonal glands that like produce your hormones because that that was my thought too it's like well emotions everything is in the brain and that's essentially what jasper's doing so then how what so it has to be that he's actually manipulating hormone levels yeah which is so wild this still makes me so uncomfortable yeah it's a little weird (sighs) yeah it's 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 not just that it's a little weird it's just that it's like so complex yeah (laughs) yeah 
like how like yeah. when you actually it's like thoughts would be easier actually yeah it would be <laughs> it would make so much more sense like just oh you're just an empath right like yeah but like the fact yeah. that you have to think that he has to regulate hormones like oh i'm gonna give this person this much more serotonin or this yeah and then the implication there is that vampires have the same hormones yeah <laughs> but then which doesn't go with the fact that their only fluid is venom Ven- the venom has to be like barely changed blood like yeah. Yeah. this is what i'm the conclusion i'm coming to yeah. it's got to be blood human blood but barely different yeah <laughs> it's type c <laughs> yeah, yeah it's the new one no it's blood type the new b one. the hot new yeah. one and also it's capillary system <laughs> uh-huh oh uh-huh. yep oh sophie do you want to talk about venom <laughs> is that where we're <laughs> We're yeah, going to are we, are we th- going to have the Venom chat finally? Is this a reward for the last chapters? We get to talk about Venom? <laughs> I think that's next time because next time is the last chapters. True. Next there. time is the epilogues. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back on the Renesmee Rene- Rene- <laughs> Rene thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I, for most of this, I've been, you know, I get weird about someone who's 17 being like i'm in love forever mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. a forever thing the only person i'm gonna love for the rest of my life but i also can be contradictory and get mad at renee for totally <laughs> downplaying and undercutting yeah. bella's feelings yeah <laughs> yep because she she says oh but you're so young and it's like you can be 17 and fall in love. Yeah, like, for sure. Like yeah. You can have feelings for people at 17 and mm-hmm. they're just as important as when you're 30. Like, yep. like don't downplay someone's feelings. No. <laughs> Whether mm-hmm. you're Edward or Renee. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Renee also desperately needs therapy because oh yeah, my God. she is like so traumatized by the whole thing with Charlie that like, and even she compared Bella to Charlie and like saying like, oh, just like Charlie, so quick to fall in love, da da da. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. And now I want to know yeah. more about what happened with Charlie and Renee because I feel like <laughs> this had, I feel like Renee, Renee, my my girl, I think you need, some, yeah. I, you need some therapy to unpack that. Charlie probably also yeah. needs therapy. Like everybody needs therapy. Charlie probably needs it more, honestly. <laughs> probably. Yeah, they all need it. They all need it. I thought it was kind of interesting that she makes that comparison of like how much Bella and Charlie are alike, down to the fact that apparently they're both inclined to fall really hard and fast for people. Yeah. I let's listen. <laughs> 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 I know we don't particularly care for Charlie because he's like barely a functional adult. Yeah. But I do find it kind of endearing that like he and Bella are so similar. Yeah. I also thought that, yeah. Also, uh, I don't know. Renee, like especially Renee not being like a strong independent woman who's like living her best life. She's like in a relationship with someone and it's yeah. been a long-term relationship. And mm-hmm. she's sitting here being like, wow, Charlie falls in love so fast. Yeah. It's just like Bella and they don't think it through. And it's like, okay, well like how much did you legit like sit down and make a plan about like building this relationship with Phil? Like, Yeah. Never. She has never planned anything ever in her life. No. Exactly. She left milk in the fridge when she moved away. <laughs> Who does that? Like, literally, curled <laughs> milk that? is one of the worst things to experience. And especially oh when you, God. like, tip a milk carton off and or over Oof. and all you hear is food and you're just like... <laughs> like, literally just thinking about it makes me want to throw up. I find curled milk, just the concept, so disgusting. Yeah, Awful. I love it when you go to, like, put it in your coffee. Yeah. And then it, like, sploots and you're like, oh, oh. now I gotta throw out this coffee. Like, disgusting. I, oh. <laughs> this is a, I am having visceral. I can't yeah, talk we need about to, this. Yeah, we need to move yeah. on. We need to move on. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Renee is in no place to judge when this is the sort of activity that she engages in. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. I did find it interesting that Edward, even in, like, this fairly brief period of interaction with Renee Mm -hmm. is like oh she has this potentially supernatural ability to make people want what she wants and it has turned her into a narcissist (laughs) yeah I was like that's a 
more insightful than I expect from Edward or this yep. book in general. Yeah. He can be insightful about other people, not himself. Not himself. <laughs> no. How dare he ever th- see anything wrong in his own actions? Classic oh, yeah. narcissism. Oh mm-hmm. no, but everything he does is the worst. Oh. I he's, oh, so he's terrible. the worst. I I he shouldn't exist and like he's just putting everyone in his life in danger. His existence is useless and I'm I'm going to stop now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of narcissism, Edward. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> like moral of this chapter, everyone go to therapy. And I realize therapy <laughs> is so inaccessible in the United States and it's inaccessible in Canada too. And just inaccessible everywhere. Yeah. Like it's just, I realize that, but it just goes to highlight how many people need therapy and how we really should be putting more effort into making mental health care more accessible so we don't have raging narcissistic vampires (laughs) (laughs) yeah the only other thing i had was it seems like a trend in these sort of stories that like i mean i guess it makes sense because you get vampires who are like ancient and would have been brought up like during a much more you know religiously minded time period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you always get something like, I, the vampire, have been, like, abandoned by God. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I am a monster. I am going to hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, like, the work of the devil. Yeah. And I just would, like, you only ever see it in, like, the quote-unquote bad vampires who say, like, I'm a predator. I just have to hunt humans, and that's why I do it. Yeah. But I would just like to see, you know, the good guys. Because, like, there's no moral failing for being a predator. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get annoyed when people say things like, oh, it's so sad that, like, lions hunt prey. Yeah. It's like, well, they have to. The- That's how they eat. It's the way nature works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to have Edward. Edward has, like, a very dramatic scene in the chapel where he's like, I prayed for the first time ever since I'd been turned into a vampire. It's just like, Ugh. I would like, you know, fallen from the grace of God to not be part of one of these stories. Right. Yeah. On that note, I saw a fox this weekend and it hunted a mouse and it got the mouse. And I was the only person who was like, that's so cute. (laughs) Good job, Fox. Because the fox had to eat the mouse and like he did the little pounce and he like got it. And predators got a predator. Yeah. Yep. We mentioned earlier that, like, being a biologist means basically nothing. I guess the one thing that (laughs) being a biologist does mean is, compared to the general populace, you have kind of (laughs) a skewed perspective (laughs) as to, like, what is cute and enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, on the religion note, too, it was interesting reading it that, that Stephanie Meyer even included it as a Mormon, and the fact that she even acknowledged that Edward didn't see like that God is his anymore. And they, he saw himself and vampires as their own gods. I don't know. I was just not expecting that from S Meyer. I was just not surprised that there was a scene of Edward going to a church written by a very religious True. person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. For me, that part, I got the impression that like, despite what he says, you know, it's still, Edward believes in that God. True, yeah. Right? And so <laughs> the underlying idea is that that still exists in him. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, do we want to guess what happens next in the end of the book? Yes! Wow. Guys, the next chapters are the epilogue. We're oh done Twilight. Oh and God. now we just have to read the epilogue. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, both the epilogues are called an occasion. So Isn't it I don't isn't it prom? It, I'm pretty sure it's prom. Uh yeah, and isn't she's like all injured for it still, isn't she? Yeah, she's in like a walking cast. Yeah. I think. Dang. The only thing I can think of is the movie scene where they're like in yeah. the gazebo thing dancing. And I think pretty sure Jacob comes in, in the movie at some oh, point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he does in the book though. Is he in the same school? No. No. I guess there's just the one. Does he, like, show up to be like, you should stay away from the vampires? No, not yet, because he hasn't... Not yet. I don't think he's, like, 
change yeah i don't remember what his purpose was for showing up i just remember him showing up hmm. but well, that'll be interesting i could be wrong i wonder if one of the other wolves is like a date to someone at the prom and that's why jacob maybe, is there maybe but jacob's not a wolf yet we don't think but just i guess some True. another quillio is there like maybe to hang out as friends I mean, I went to prom with my friends. I guess that. Yeah, yeah me too. So did I. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out, I guess. Yep. Yeah. What are the odds on Edward's chapter just making it awful? <laughs> oh, well, it's going to be so bad. 99.9%. Uh. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be them dancing, and he's going to be like, I just want to enjoy this last moment that I get to hold her. Oh and God. that's what's going to be. Before I leave. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid Edward. Guaranteed. Yeah. Ugh cool Great. well yep and then wow <laughs> what are we gonna have to guess after next week's episode Ooh. tune in to find out Ooh. anyway let's talk about what other books we're reading Yay. my life is chaos so i actually have not started another book so i'm gonna cheat and say that i'm reading my friend's new visual novel video game that came out <laughs> oh <laughs> it's called scarlet hollow and if you like kind of spooky and kind of funny things enjoy that it's technically reading yeah <laughs> where can you find this visual novel oh yeah you can find it on steam or itch.io and yeah it's scarlet hollow it's in early access right now it's gonna be seven episodes of story but right now there's two uh you can play the first one for free yeah cool it's great love that also there's like all so much good queer representation Ooh. it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> anyway on to you guys. <laughs> I am currently reading on the queer representation line, uh, One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. <gasps> or I hope I said their name right. But yeah, reading that. And it just like took a turn in the plot. And I want you both to read it. And I, because <laughs> like, it's not what I was expecting at all. Oh, man. Ooh. I know that in the description of One Last Stop, Yes. Uh, Goodreads. It says time travel, so yep. I'm Wait, excited for it? that part. Yeah, I I'm assuming that's that. what you were talking about, but because Sam messaged both of us before our recording today, being like, "Wow, something weird just happened." So I went to read the description. And I was like, "I bet it's the time." I bet travel. it's the time travel. <laughs> Usually, with book descriptions, I read the first paragraph on Goodreads, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I'll read that." I don't normally yep. go yeah. that far. Um, all right, this would have made a lot more sense now, and I wouldn't have been so shook it. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. But I bet it's way more fun if it's a surprise, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was definitely, because I was just like, wait, what? This is what we're doing? <laughs> well, I am also on the queer rep bandwagon. I yesterday read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and y'all, it was so good it's the like final tell-all expose of this bombshell actress and all of the men she has married throughout the years why did she marry so many men who was the true love of her life and it's her sitting down with a reporter to finally tell like the true story of her life not the fake one that she made up for the tabloids for the first time dang it was so good i need to read more of this author's work pronto damn i've heard good yeah. things about it like it's all over booktube and i know it's on book talk a lot but i like booktube mm-hmm. it's a very hyped up book so it's good to hear it lives up to it yeah all i knew about it was that a ton of people liked it and it had something to do with an actress and something to do with lgbtq folks and i was like yeah yeah. Sounds good. So I read it and it was good. You should definitely <laughs> read it. It was amazing. We're recording this in June, which <laughs> makes the Pride stuff coincidental but relevant. Although yeah. I don't think yeah. this episode's going to come out in June. No, I think it'll no. be beginning of July. Yeah. So if you're listening to this in July, <laughs> you should uh, read our Midlight Book Club book along with us, which is going to be Fable. Oh, yeah. 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 Fable by Adrian Young. Partially because on each of our birth months, we get to pick the uh, book. And so this is Sam's, July is Sam's month. Happy birthday. Yeah. So why'd you pick Fable, Sam? 
because what is July? Because <laughs> July, July and August, I've decided because it's going to be a busy summer. Is uh, is pirate pirate summer for Sam? Yeah, <laughs> Sam's reading all the pirate books. You can see my TBR on TikTok, which should be posted by the time this comes out. <laughs> that has all the books I'm planning to read that are pirate themed. Oh man, pirates! Yeah, I'm gonna be stocking that list a little bit for my own <laughs> purposes. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally gonna be reading this on a boat, so there can't be any like high seas danger <laughs> in it because I'll get stressed. That's, yeah, that's fair. Did I ever tell you about how the first time I went to like work offshore on a boat? I was visiting my parents beforehand and we were going to watch a movie and my dad wanted to watch The Perfect Storm but decided that that would no. be oh my not God. great to watch right before I went out on a boat for a month and a half. Oh so instead we God. watched Captain Phillips. Oh my God, even worse. <laughs> Which was not, it was not more comforting at all. No. Oh my God. It's a good movie though. Yeah, so uh, don't watch that movie before you go out on your boat, Sophie. Yeah, I won't. Or The Perfect Storm. I've seen that one. <laughs> it's also intense. Yeah. Great. Well, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media, including Sam's list of pirate books. <laughs> we are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And this week, instead of ending off with Edward, we're going to end off with Bella summarizing the experience of reading from Edward's point of view. He was so stubbornly determined to dwell <laughs> oh, on the negative. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> F*** Edward.